Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, late last month, following the provincial budget, we heard uh, from a number of advocates that were really, really concerned uh, about a lack of funding in the provincial budget for sexual assault centers across the province. Um, also some confusion about how the funding was being rolled out because the premier um, publicly said, well, we'd offered him a bunch of money and they turned us down. So that that's what happened. And... Um, that, in fact, is true, but the reasons given, there was a lot of confusion around it. So regardless, uh, there was a lot of appeals to say we really need funding for sexual assault centers in Alberta, and some is forthcoming. As of last week, there's been $4.2 million added, which, if I remember correctly, is exactly what was there before. So I, I'm not 100% clear on everything that's gone on, but I know somebody who is. That's Mary Jane James, who is the CEO of the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, and she joins us now. Uh, Mary Jane, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you coming back. My pleasure, Shay. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Okay, so uh, you were on talking about this funding and uh, saying that I think the original ask is closer to fifteen million, but at four point two, um, what what is this money aimed at, and and how will it be used? Well, you're right in saying that that was the number that was originally offered to us back in January for $4.2 million. But it was a one-year uh, project funding, and the project was specifically geared to eliminating or at least drastically reducing the uh, very, very high wait lists that most of the centres in the province have right now. In fact, ours just continues to grow. So we refuse that based on the fact that there is no way that you could hire enough psychologists or outsource clients to enough psychologists in our community to reduce or in their or drastically reduce or eliminate, in their words, the wait list. It just isn't happening because these clients are people and they've been impacted by trauma. So they're not we're not fixing broken arms we're fixing everything else about the person so there's no way that we could commit to to doing that we knew we would fail and we knew that that would have serious outcomes so this time yeah they they put a two-year uh you know time limit on it which in my mind is much much better it's still shame not nearly what we need and they know that we need sustainable operational funding. This 4.2 is specifically to address the wait lists. It was data-driven. So in other words, it was distributed amongst the sexual assault centers according to the number of clients on the wait list and the number of months the clients were waiting on that list. So each center was, uh, was uh, you know, treated differently, yep. which makes sense if it's according to data. So we're still very hopeful um, that regardless of who gets in power on um, May 29th, that there will be very significant authentic discussions around the table about sustainable, ongoing operational funding. We are desperately in need of that. Yes, we have a wait list, and yes, that's the biggest target right now, but 
all of our programs are under siege. The the capacity is uh, is just not meeting the demand at all. Okay, Mary Jane, when we spoke last week or the week before, you were telling us about the waiting list that you're facing, which is you know comparable to the other sexual assault centers across the province. Uh, just walk us through that again, because it was over a year in some instances, right? Well, when we had the initial discussion, when we presented our our uh, business case back in the fall, we were averaging twelve to fourteen months. Then it went up to fourteen to fifteen, and today it's at seventeen months. Wow, unbelievable! So uh, this this is this is an unacceptable uh, delay, and we are at maximum capacity. I think I explained to you one time how many therapists we have on staff and how many clients they see every single day. And it, it's about 75 to 80 clients a day that we see, and we cannot keep up. And these clients that are sitting on this wait list are, are desperate uh, to get the help that they deserve. And it's, it's very simple. And, and these sort of, this sort of untreated trauma is what leads to more significant trauma and other related health issues down the road, either pay it now or pay it later. But unless we have sustainable operational funding, we are never going to be rid of a wait list or have it down to a manageable level because as much as we're going to get more people through the door with this, uh, you know, this 4.2 million or our portion thereof, every day we get eight to 10 new intakes. So, you you know, the the balance is way off. And, and, you know, I always say to to the government and to whoever I'm talking to, this is not a partisan issue and we should not make it as such these are people who who vote with with you know like every one of us and they may be what regardless of who they are and what their background is and what their identity is they are human beings who deserve to get the help that they you know from the trauma that that, that was and the harm that was impacted on them mary jane uh, i was reading and i think your share of this is about a million million it's, it's over a million, right? What are you getting, about a million eight? million eight, yep. Okay. Your waiting list, 17 months. Um, yep. What's the reasonable expectation? What are you hoping to see when, if you and I sat down a year from now with this million eight cash injection and your waiting list of 17 months, what do you think it would look like? I would least like to say that it was at least cut in half, but I'm certainly not going to make any promises to that extent. It really depends on how much and how quickly the intakes, intakes continue to come in the door. And so if, if let's just say we could take off a hundred clients a month over the next year, that would be reasonable. We have well over, you know, well over 1200 clients on that list. Um, but what if we continue to get 10 to 20 to 50 intakes a week? Right. Okay. You know, we just can't hire that many yeah. staff. But we are being really creative in the way that we're going to address this capacity, which includes not just, um, you know, having addressing the capacity issues in our own office, but also outsourcing to psychologists that we know and have worked with in the past and outsourcing clients to them. So that's one step. We're also going to open our office one more day a week so that we can, you know, have 
we only have so many seats. Mm-hmm. So if we, you know, if we open another day a week and have six or seven psychologists working in there that at that time, then we can impact it in that way. And there's other things that we're doing that we want to do, and we're happy that we can do, and we can now do because we have this funding. Whether or not you and I will be having this discussion in a year, and I can say, guess what, Shay? We we only have a seven month wait list. I would be overjoyed. And I hope that happens, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it does. But can I promise you unequivocally that it's going to happen? No, I can't. Gotcha. Okay, and that's why the ask was $15 million. Yes, and that has to be sustainable because these clients are not projects. And I, I figure that one-year funding is a project. This is not a project. This is an ongoing systemic cultural issue that we have in our society and that we I can promise you that unless we have the sustainable funding that is targeted at public education at a very high level, we will be having this conversation long after you and I retire. I can tell you that. We have to think long term. We have to think down the road. This is not a quick fix. This is not a one-off. And this funding is not, a, it, it's a quick fix, but it's just not a sustainable fix. And, and you know, I, I know that the government understands that. And I truly, strongly believe that they are willing to have those conversations with us, either party. Both parties will have that conversation with, and I think they're both open to it that when the election is over, we will be sitting down and we will not stop pushing for this additional funding. Our, 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 our world depends on it, Shay. This is, this is a does. crime that does not have to exist. And, a, and unfortunately, it is. I just want to, I mean, to, to shine a light on the need, like you say, the wait list is 17 months. How many people are we talking about? How many people uh, does the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, for example, deal with monthly or yearly? <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it does fluctuate some, but right now, as I say, eight to ten intakes a day. A day. A day. That's 40 people, 40 to 50 people a week times four. So that's 200 people a month times 12, 2,400 people. And these are people um, who ha- are reporting sexual assault and looking for support services. Exactly. Counseling. I'm only talking counseling here. Only counseling. Unreal. And Shay, these are people who, who could have been, you know, harmed last week, uh, last night, or 10 years ago. It's all over the map. And these are individuals of all genders over the age of three. So we have wait lists that are unsustainable and that are actually doing more harm to people, particularly those who cannot afford to to hire a psychologist, which is many of us at $250 an hour, to, to get the help that they need. We are the only agency in the greater Edmonton area that provides this service without fee. And it's part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. We believe that people deserve that help to recover from a crime that they had no part or played no part in 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 causing. So, you know, I, I say our world, there's so many great needs and there's so many great organizations doing such wonderful things, but the not-for-profit world, Shay, is too important yeah. to fail. Yeah. And if we fail, we fail 
hundreds of thousands of people who rely on the services that we provide every single day. And we are only as strong as our weakest link in our society. And we cannot, we cannot be identified as the province that doesn't care about our weakest link. Well, Mary Jane, we'll continue to talk about it. Thank you so much for being here. I got to get to the news, but I do appreciate your time as always.